Hello everyone, welcome back to Two Pupils in a Pod. We've been away for a while, gearing up for the new, revamped version of Two Pupils. You've heard me and Sakina debate all things education. Now, in our second year of the podcast, we are switching things up. We will now be bringing to you interviews with professionals, experts, and many other distinguished guests who have created magic in their fields of interest and are continuing to do so. With that, I would like to introduce and welcome our very first guest, Dr. K. Prakash Vail, a marketing extraordinaire, an educator with 30 years of experience and a research enthusiast. Honestly, Doctor, the list of your achievements is endless and it's an honor to have you here with us today. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Uh, my sincere thanks for uh, being invited to this nice session, an innovative uh, initiative, Two Pupils in a Pod. And um, me as an uh, individual development uh, expert as well, I always encourage my students to come out with innovative thoughts, a blue ocean thinking. And I'm uh, very happy to be uh, invited by my own students in this session of Two Pupils in a Pod. Uh, just to give a small background about myself, uh, I'm Prakash. Uh, I work as an associate professor with the Faculty of Business. And uh, all my life I've been teaching marketing, started my career in the industry. I was an area manager marketing and from there I moved into academics and uh, it's been uh, almost closer to 27 years plus my industry experience put together is more than 30 years. Um, well, I teach undergraduate students, postgraduate students and also supervise uh, doctoral candidates at the University of Wollongong in Dubai. I've been here for the last 16 years and this is my fourth country that I'm working and uh, look forward for uh, getting more opportunities to train uh, the future marketers and also um, students who aspire to develop themselves professionally and personally, individually. So that's me. Honestly, sir, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Now, as you mentioned, over the years, you have played multiple roles, being a marketer, a consultant, an educator, an author, and this one I'd personally like to add, a motivational speaker. <laughs> so... How did you fit into so many different roles and what was the one value that remained constant within you? It's a wonderful question. First of all, uh, it's an eye-opener <laughs> to many around the world or many who are hearing this. Mm, uh, well, um, I think uh, it all goes back to um, your rearing or how you were born and how you were brought up and what values were inculcated in you. Definitely. So first I uh, should thank my parents and my grandparents who were my mentors, particularly my grandfather who was my mentor, um, and then my esteemed professors who had taught me. And uh, I should also be saying that I did have a lot of inspirations from students. Uh, by God's grace, um, I, I had the opportunity to teach more than 150 nationalities of students. So uh, sometimes students become teachers. <laughs> so uh, I was uh, delighted to uh, have uh, different profiles of students at the undergraduate, postgraduate and doctoral levels. And um, apart from me uh, disseminating whatever limited things I had known, I also have learned a lot from people around me. So this was one reason 
uh, that I wanted to always go back to the community and uh, pass on uh, what limited things I have come across. Uh, again, um, even if God gives me another chance to be born, I would be happy to be born as a teacher again. And I'm, and I'm not, uh, you know, even to the slightest extent exaggerating the statement, uh, because I feel a teacher is a very integral part of a society. And apart from the students uh, trying to have the parents as the primary institution, I think the place where they learn, and particularly the teachers, become the secondary institution. And um, Teachers can play multiple roles in terms of shaping the personality of the students as well as the uh, professional outlook of the student. And I would go to, uh, I would add one more aspect. Teachers play a very, very important role in reinforcing the values that have been learned by the students, both from the primary institutions and religious institutions. Mm -hmm. So it is appropriate that a student uh, develops holistically without which he or she might not be useful to themselves as well as to the society at large. So seen that way, I've always been striving to uh, self-equip myself to learn new things. And in the process, I wanted to disseminate whatever I learned, limited things that I learned, and whatever um, skills have been bestowed by providence on you to be passed on to the other generation before you, get your, before you breathe your last. And I think this, I feel very happy to shoulder it as my responsibility. And uh, to me, um, my students are like my children. So if it were to use my very kind words and my kindness, which I use most of the times, I try to use that as well. But my ultimate intentions are for them to be uh, feeling happy about uh, themselves at a future point of time. Sir, I definitely agree with what you just said. And I really like the fact that you mentioned that you will always be a learner first which is something that I feel we all should um, apply in our own lives. Well, um, from being a student and a learner yourself to an educator, what are your three key takeaways from your own educational journey? And in briefly, can you tell us how has education changed from when you were a student until now? after spending almost 30 years in this profession? Thank you. That was another good question. <laughs> if I were to trace back from where we started uh, the education systems and the pedagogic systems, what we had, I think uh, one great aspect of respect that's to be given to our education system was it was inculcating core values. You know, uh, It was, trying, to, on the one hand, trying to emphasize professional progress, trying to make financial means to support yourself and your family members and your dependents. And at the same time, it was very much focused on uh, trying to uh, inculcate values among the uh, learners. So that is where we started from. We ha I mean, but uh, when I see a, a massive transition to the present stage of learning, I still feel uh, the core values to be followed is still relevant and uh, practiced at uh, most of the tertiary uh, education systems. Uh, of course, I should also talk about the new stream of uh, financial overtones, financial goals sometimes uh, becoming more dominant than your uh, personal value goals. Yeah? And um, as, a, as a teacher, if I look at it, um, if I compare the, oh, the, the system where I started from and the system where I am in as a teacher to many of them, I feel 
that new education system this current education system apart from emphasizing professional progress should also very very strongly talk about core values and uh, a question in this question i was asked about three takeaways that i would like to pass on to the next generation number one i would like to talk about ethics absolutely now uh, whether you talk about individual ethics or corporate ethics or family ethics ethics is the backbone of a responsible society if the society gets too much overloaded only with financial goals or the cost of ethical discipline and ethical principles uh, the very objective or very value of the growth is going to be undermined number 1 number 2 uh, there is a big difference between uh, ambition and desire and greed <laughs> ambition is what you wanted to uh, achieve out of your uh, professional streams good right. desire is uh, that one more mile that you wanted to run but greed is without knowing your abilities and without investing your time and effort on hard work if you still wanted to get things done well that is greed now my feeling is if i were to uh, analyze various uh, successes success stories and failure stories across the world uh, many failure stories can be ascribed to greed uh, not to lapse of desires not lapse of ambition so i would like to strongly encourage my students to um, be focused on having more uh, ambitions more desires but not greed yeah and the third aspect is i want to strongly emphasize this third uh, takeaway sustainability uh, the uh, 7 million dollars that you're going to give to your next generation is not going to be respected by them but the 7 million trees and the 7 million pounds of nature's bounty that has been given to us by god if that has been well preserved and passed on to the next generation that is where they are going to respect you and today if we are trying to talk about uh, um uh, environmental degradation if we are trying to talk about uh, global warming if we are trying to talk about 1.5 degrees of temperature rise that's going to all come about it is all because we have taken this earth too much for granted it is now time that you start worrying about that one drop of water that is going to be wasted in a washroom if you leave it unattended now please these are the three core values that i muster i shoulder among myself in, in my in my side and i keep constantly uh, energizing and rejuvenating myself uh, at this 50 plus <laughs> uh, to still um, be contributory to the world and pass on these three values to my next generation i think this is the best bet that an academic can do and this is what we what i call as honorably passing the baton to the next generation right so there should definitely be a balance between what we want to achieve what we desire and i think the only form of greed that should really exist is the greed for knowledge there you go this was wonderfully brought out wonderfully brought out thank you very much yes the only greed that is affordable and acceptable is the greed for knowledge good <laughs> well um professor i'm curious to know at what point in your life did you realize that this this is why i do what i do this is what i've been working for like what was that moment in your life and what were your life events that led up to it <laughs> I, i only hope that i don't go to any emotional extenses yes. uh, i give great uh, i have my great awe for providence so 
when providence uh, i think uh, created mankind i think um, he he interestingly created people with uh, different backgrounds some were born with uh, given with golden spoon some were born with uh, silver spoon some with no spoon <laughs> so uh, i think uh, i belong to the third category of having uh, been created with no spoon um my school education uh, was funded by different uh, relatives of myself my undergraduation was done funded by one orphanage and my uh, post graduation again by one more orphanage so every time i had to finish one particular part of my education journey i had to be uh, looking for which door to knock so that is where i started um at one stage in my life i felt well uh, is it all worth this journey or would i just get into some labor to support uh, my bread and butter and uh, well um, to to do the best possible to my own siblings um but then i took it upon myself that if every individual wanted to give up things in life this way then where is this earth heading to and where is the trust that you have on yourself and that of the creator sometimes i felt like well i, I don't have a leg and it's true i do I still want to run i said no uh, i started looking at people who who whose legs were amputated but who were ready to go for a marathon then i said who am i i said I have has providence not given me with my hands with my faculties with my ability to see with my ability to hear so i started that journey uh, i was a gold medalist in my graduation i was a gold medalist in my first masters second masters and um, coming to phd um, yes um, a lot of money was in needed and uh, of course, um, of course um, uh, i had the spirit i had the work and my academic pro- my professors could uh, support me the cost of education they said prakash you should never give up your doctorate studies and it was in malaysia that when i was there i did my phd uh, that was a topic pertaining to malaysia there were so many people my uh, who colleagues uh, who came and helped me um, people gave me um, information people gave me financial support anything what anything what they could afford and then finally uh, that dream also god gave me i uh, finally finished my doctorate studies and uh, my viva was uh, treated uh, as one of the best presentations possible so my feeling is um, the, the 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 life journey is tough run run that mile and i think uh, when you run that one mile when you don't even have that energy you get much more blessings and you get much more uh, spirited and this is what i what i try to strongly advocate to my students never give up life is all not about winning life is about doing yeah so uh, even when a project is given to the students i try to organize uh, industry based uh, projects for my students and i could see the happiness i i i derive the happiness in seeing my groups of students competing with each other and trying to have their winning title and on the day of the awarding ceremony the shouts that they come out of euphoria along with the parents is something that keeps me happy for uh, seven lives <laughs> uh, but then um those of the teams who have not been able to get the award when they come to my office i used to only pat at the back and said well life is all not about winning life is about doing and i know that you've done a wonderful job you know so now you've learned it now you know that how would you want to do that one thing extra and i'm very happy to share that i've seen people who have tried to even talk with two people now getting the courage and confidence to talk before 300 people what more blessings what more happiness can an academic have so i've seen them uh, shining in their lives and uh, 
well uh, this is my journey and uh, i i would i would still persevere to do what best i can and uh, my daughter is another good uh, reason why uh, i had to run for it because uh, until i got a child i was only myself and uh, i didn't know i didn't get exposed to a challenging world but then once when my daughter came to me i started asking questions myself as to what would i do when she becomes a 20 and she asks says uh, that if i can go for masters in a high studies would i be able to afford it these are the questions that made me uh, uh, ben johnson <laughs> running the, though i didn't have the run, the legs and the muscles and the energy to even walk you know so i think we should try to derive the energy from our environment take it within myself within ourselves and start the journey you know so you are finally running a single journey by yourself and it is the single journey that is going to be measured by all concern yeah so that's my take on that so i think so what you mean to say is that until and unless you take that that extra step that extra mile you won't get anywhere and i feel like with the challenges that that we've been facing even today with regards to whatever you just mentioned climate crisis um be it covid or anything of that regard i think all it just takes is the push and the right motivation and of course deriving energy from the right environment absolutely well professor you mentioned about malaysia and all those different countries and i know for a fact that you have been quite the traveler you've been invited to several conferences in germany sweden japan london and even more so during your trips across the globe tell us which countries were your favorite and why <laughs> hope i don't get into any troubles <laughs> um by god's grace i uh, i had an, an opportunity to present my international papers in different conferences across the world uh if uh, i mean i i mean rather than saying which of the locations i like the most i mean my way of looking at things is every country has its own beauty and every country has something which is very unique and interesting to learn when i was in uh, slovakia i uh, learned um, how much they were rooted on research when i was in germany i was more uh, inclined towards learning about process management as to how process becomes the life blood of anything and everything what they do when i was in uh, in okinawa in japan um i was uh, you know uh, taken aback by the amount of energy what they have to sit for a corporate meeting at 10 pm in the night you know which uh, yeah 10 pm in the night you know i was just going to have my dinner and uh, in the restaurant i saw a, a group of professionals all in full suit and then i, I mean um, uh, one gentleman who was speaking english uh, from him i started understanding hey it's it's a meeting and then this gentleman introduced to all the colleagues and they were discussing and the amount of energy what they had was like 10 am in the morning yeah and uh, well this is and in switzerland um how um, um the environment is taken care of is well preserved and how i was really i can never forget that that small scenario where a toddler was in the park uh, along with the parents and then by mistake there was a visitor i think to that particular place and he um after using his facial tissue he just uh, strewn it across the uh, floor this toddler goes all the way down takes the mother's support tries to drag a tissue from her goes and takes this tissue with that tissue and then goes and puts it in in a particular uh, dustbin 
that was and um, uh, they were then i was discussing with them the amount of importance they give to gardens the amount of importance they give to uh, water resources etc is just uh, you know wonderful yes. i think this really goes back to the point where you mentioned how your upbringing and your values it all starts young absolutely uh, and and i think i would also like to tell one more thing gozemas uh, the the concept is Mm, I mean, not all all may be blessed with that sort of a parental care and uh, and a caring environment. Right. But um, even if you if one does not get that sort of a parental environment or an environment, you, one should not be depressed. Mm. You know, I think one. I mean, uh, we can always invite the right people to us, provided we are right. So the wo- the good world will come to you. Is my feeling because I started attracting the good world to me, the world that could help me. If I had given up uh, at an early stage, by now I would have gone astray. So I never want to do that. I wanted to attract. So most important thing to the younger generation, I would try to indicate, would be self-confidence, confidence and positivity. I I gave a small uh, explanation to my current undergraduate students who are all very young, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years. I was telling them one particular analogy, and uh, I thought uh, I would share the same thing here. Even if a person is drowning in the sea. even if a person is drowning in the sea it is more important to think about that part of your body which is above this water rather than thinking about that part of the body which is already sunk below the water if you are thinking about that part of the body which is above the water that is what we call as positivity and that gives you the opportunity to say to think of ways and means of escaping but the moment you start feeling that 75% of my body is already underwater that's negativity and that's where you are going to be pulled down okay so in dire situations crises events stay positive and this positivity is going to bring you a lot of scope for coming out with good solutions this is what i have learned indeed i feel like it's all in the mindset and it's all in how we approach things in the right way well um talking about our shared profession our shared passion which is marketing what advice do you have for students like myself who are currently pursuing marketing or even you know plan to study it in the near future uh, to me uh, marketing is my life blood in the sense uh, when i was an uh, undergraduate student uh, back when i was uh, 18 or 19 uh, my the first presentation that was given by a practitioner in the field of advertising was the one that inspired me very much i think she talked for 3 hours but i was thinking about her talk for 30 30 hours <laughs> it was such a nice talk that was presented to us um well from there i think i started uh, exploring deeper to marketing if i were to give some take home uh, for the marketers for the young aspiring marketers Marketing has changed, but the core foundations of marketing have not changed. Yes, fourth industrial revolution, including data analytics, the role of artificial intelligence, the role of machine learning, are going to uh, bring in a lot of positive changes in the field of marketing. However, the core principles of marketing remain the same. We are still trying to talk about understanding customer value, desired customer value, trying to deliver the value, trying to communicate the value appropriately. but the ways and means the media the techniques the content what we're going to now communicate will be different in the fourth industrial revolution please don't forget the customer has evolved 
today if you try to talk about the digital natives they have evolved they have been born in a different ecosystem and they're growing in a different ecosystem and they will grow to a much more advanced ecosystem so um, the tenets the basic tenets the base core foundations of marketing have not changed the ways we do marketing have changed so i would urge all the marketing aspirants to have a strong uh, skill set in terms of digital marketing number 1 number 2 on content marketing as a broad branch right. and then uh, the role of analytics and for analytics you should not run away from numbers <laughs> so even if you have a slight allergy towards numbers so you tr- you can easily uh, you know uh, overcome these sort of emotional uh, obstacles uh, you sit with an academic and they can easily quell uh, all the basic issues that might be in the way and then uh, um uh, programming with r is very go- very important for uh, uh, analytics um and so um i would urge the marketing students to have the skill sets on these areas and constantly update the own skill set yeah right. but uh, and one more important quality if i may want to pass which i see as a da- as a mistake in many of my or a handicap among many of my marketing students the ability to communicate if you cannot communicate don't uh, try to give it up try to overcome that particular problem your he- your teachers can definitely be helpful to you if you can if you if you cannot communicate either to one or one individual or to a group of audience you are not getting an opportunity to communicate what best thoughts you have in your mind and uh, i have sat in many recruitment panels and i unfortunately see some people some students having good scores in their academic performance but unfortunately not being able to communicate themselves so please knock the doors of academics to say i have this sort of a challenge help me in overcoming this particular challenge and we are for that purpose right communication is definitely the key as a marketer it's one of the first things that we learn is to be an effective communicator and that's one of the most essential skills a future marketer should definitely have well doctor i'm sure myself and even our listeners will listen to this episode over and over thank 300 you. times thank you um because the passion that i've seen from you in your teaching the way you articulate your thoughts it's definitely inspiring you, um before we close off any final thoughts well uh, i would like again like to only reemphasize the same thing give your might give your energy uh, for uh, give, getting professional progress not forgetting that ultimately you should be ethical in life if money is earned by the wrong method i will challenge you it will not stay with you so be ethical be contributive to the society make your life and other members in the society's life better and may god bless you thank you very much for this opportunity thank you so much for being here with us today thank you so much to you all for listening to us i encourage you to read corporate success stories in the uae the key drivers behind their growth which is a book written by professor himself um this year and to know more about his work his passion in education and all that he has to offer signing off until next time is your host fatima